that the treasure of wisdom is chiefly contained in books from the love of books the philobiblon of richard de bury translated into english by e c thomas this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the desirable treasure of wisdom and science which all men desire by an instinct of nature infinitely surpasses all the richest of the world in respect of which precious stones are worthless in comparison with which silver is as clay and pure gold is as a little sand at whose splendour the sun and moon are dark to look upon compared with whose marvellous sweetness honey and manna are bitter to the taste o value of wisdom that fadeth not away with time virtue ever flourishing that cleanseth its possessor from all venom o heavenly gift of the divine bounty descending from the father of lights that thou mayest exalt the rational soul to the very heavens thou art the celestial nourishment of the intellect which those who eat shall still hunger and those who drink shall still thirst and the gladdening harmony of the languishing soul which he that hears shall never be confounded thou art the moderator and rule of morals which he who follows shall not sin by thee kings reign and princes decree justice by thee rid of their native rudeness their minds and tongues being polished the thorns of vice being torn up by the roots those men attain high places of honour and become fathers of their country and companions of princes who without thee would have melted their spears into pruning hooks and ploughshares or would perhaps be feeding swine with the prodigal where dost thou chiefly lie hidden o most elect treasure and where shall thirsting souls discover thee certes thou hast placed thy tabernacle in books where the most high the light of lights the book of life has established thee there every one who asks receiveth thee and every one who seeks finds thee and to every one that knocketh boldly it is speedily opened therein the cherubim spread out their wings and the intellect of the students may ascend and look from pole to pole from the east and west from the north and from the south therein the mighty and incomprehensible god himself is apprehensibly contained and worshipped therein is revealed the nature of things celestial terrestrial and infernal therein are discerned the laws by which every state is administered the offices of the celestial hierarchy are distinguished and the tyrannies of demons described such as neither the ideas of plato transcend nor the chair of crato contain in books i find the dead as if they were alive in books i foresee things to come in books warlike affairs are set forth from books come forth the laws of peace all things are corrupted and decay in time saturn ceases not to devour the children that he generates all the glory of the world would be buried in oblivion unless god had provided mortals with the remedy of books alexander the conqueror of the earth julius the invader of rome and of the world who the first in war and arts assume universal empire under his single rule faithful fabricius and stern cato would now have been unknown to fame if the aid of books had been wanting 
towers have been raised to the ground cities have been overthrown triumphal arches have perished from decay nor can either pope or king find any means of more easily conferring the privilege of perpetuity than by books the book that he has made renders its author this service in return that so long as the book survives the author remains immortal and cannot die as ptolemy declares in the prologue to his almagest he is not dead he says who has given life to science who therefore will limit by anything of another kind the price of the infinite treasure of books from which the scribe who is instructed bringeth forth new things and old truth that triumphs over all things which overcomes the king wine and women which it is reckoned holy to honour before friendship which is the way without turning and the life without end which holy bothius considers to be threefold in thought speech and writing seems to remain more usefully and to fructify to greater profit in books for the meaning of the voice perishes with the sound truth latent in the mind is wisdom that is hid and treasure that is not seen but truth which shines forth in books desires to manifest itself to every impressionable sense it commends itself to the sight when it is read to the hearing when it is heard and moreover in a manner to the touch when it suffers itself to be transcribed bound corrected and preserved the undisclosed truth of the mind although it is the possession of the noble soul yet because it lacks a companion is not certainly known to be delightful while neither sight nor hearing takes account of it further the truth of the voice is patent only to the ear and eludes the sight which reveals to us more of the quality of things and linked with the subtlest of motions begins and perishes as it were in a breath but the written truth of books not transient but permanent plainly offers itself to be observed and by means of the pervious spherules of the eyes passing through the vestibule of perception and the courts of imagination enters the chamber of intellect taking its place in the couch of memory where it engenders the eternal truth of the mind finally we must consider what pleasantness of teaching there is in books how easy how secret how safely we lay bare the poverty of human ignorance to books without feeling any shame they are masters who instruct us without rod or ferrule without angry words without clothes or money if you come to them they are not asleep if you ask and inquire of them they do not withdraw themselves they do not chide if you make mistakes they do not laugh at you if you are ignorant o books who alone are liberal and free who give to all who ask of you and enfranchise all who serve you faithfully by how many thousand types are thee commended to learned men in the scriptures given us by inspiration of god for thee are the minds of profoundest wisdom to which the wise man sends his son that he may dig out treasures proverbs two thee are the wells of living waters which father abraham first digged isaac digged again and which the philistines strive to fill up genesis twenty six ye are indeed the most delightful ears of corn full of grain to be rubbed only by apostolic hands that the sweetest foods may be produced for hungry souls matthew twelve 
thee are the golden pots in which manna is stored and rocks flowing with honey nay combs of honey most plenteous udders of the milk of life garners ever full thee are the tree of life and the fourfold river of paradise by which the human mind is nourished and the thirsty intellect is watered and refreshed thee are the ark of noah and the ladder of jacob and the troughs by which the young of those who look therein are colored thee are the stones of testimony and the pitchers holding the lamps of gideon the script of david from which the smoothest stones are taken for the slaying of goliath thee are the golden vessels of the temple the arms of the soldiers of the church with which to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked fruitful olives vines of ingani fig trees that are never barren burning lamps always to be held in readiness and all the noblest comparisons of scripture may be applied to books if we choose to speak in figures end of that the treasure of wisdom is chiefly contained in books by richard de Bury.